0: there are only two things i can't stand in this world people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the dutch
1: get fired up for another episode of real deal no sex appeal a constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo featuring chris field on the streets he's known as a jackass parker claire There's no two ways about it! He's super white! And Alex Sinar.
0: No one knows what it means, but it's provocative.
1: Also featuring the talents of Bigfoot as your producer. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me as always is Parker. And we watched a movie called Geostorm. And it's basically the day after tomorrow too.
0: Hey, remember all those uh, disaster movies from the, like the nineties?
1: Here's one from about, twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah. It's I it bet is it is so one. shocking that it came out so recently.
0: <laughs> the directorial debut of the guy who wrote all of the shitty 90s disaster movies finally handed the reins and
1: 120 million U.S. dollars. Yep, it is written, directed, and produced by the guy who made Dungeon Dice Monsters. So, uh... (laughs) you know, like,
0: there's some people who when people say, like, you know, women don't get a fair chance in Hollywood, people of color don't, and they just, like, scoff at that. But when you see Dean Devlin given 120 million dollars to make a movie where Gerard Butler's on a weather satellite. Maybe there's something to it, folks. Just (laughs) throwing that out there. Just fucking spitballing here. Okay.
1: Uh, Parker, do you have any news?
0: Uh, Yeah, no new movies are ever coming out again, apparently. Because every time I open like Slash Film or something, it's like, ah, these three got pushed back to 2021. So, yeah, uh, we're going on record. The last movie to ever air in theaters is Bloodshot. We're doing great,
1: everybody. Well, that's... Good, because Why that's really the last high? movie we
0: needed. Why try when that already exists?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? We have a healthy backlog. There's so many anime Godzilla movies to watch. Oh, my God. So. Endless. <laughs> I haven't started that journey yet. Oh, I even I haven't started that journey, so uh, hopefully we never do. Nothing but time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any jerks of the week?
0: No, but I had an experience that I really want to share with you that happened to me. Let's hear it. So I'm driving, as you do, because my state's not in lockdown yet, because I live in the south. We're just determined to die. And as I'm driving, I pass Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, obviously, all the lights are off. But there's a whole bunch of giant sticky notes padded all over the window. And those sticky notes spell out, to go. And I've been thinking of this for about six days now.
1: Parker,
0: in the face of a global pandemic, someone being like, "Oh man, I really want some of that Chuck E. Cheese pizza, but I can't go on any of the rides." Good news, I can just get some of that sweet stuff to go. And I've been racking my brain for like, who is the person ordering to have someone bring them Charles Entertainment Cheese's pizza? Parker, I
1: can't. I can't. Parker, I only have one question. Yes. How was your dinner? It was, oh man, that's a great place to be a kid, let me tell <laughs> you. Oh man, you know, I never actually went to Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. My parents were just like, are you kidding me? That's disgusting, <laughs> we're not bringing you there. <laughs> I went there like once, uh, my cousins had a birthday, it, was the... it wasn't the worst experience of my life, but the whole time was just like, jeez, this has nothing on Discovery Zone.
0: Preston Power King.
1: Yeah, no, they should make those, man. Bring those back. <laughs> but for grown-ups. Uh, Let
0: cruise ships die, bring back Discovery Zone.
1: Yeah, it'd be like an adult swim. 15 minutes, i get the ball pit. Anyway, oh uh, I do have a Jerk of the Week, and it's not related to film, so sorry, I guess. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. There's this guy I work with. A guy named uh, David Williams. This dude has been trying... Just throw his
0: first and last out there. Fuck him.
1: Yeah, fuck him. Because he's been trying to... He's been, you know, trying to eat healthier. He's been trying to do a salad a day. Oh, oh this guy. The salad a day challenge. <laughs> now I'm just getting so, mad. He's I'm, so fucking cool. I'm just getting mad at this shit. Uh, Parker, do, do you have i uh, I'm trying to know if there's a way that I could show you his pictures. Do you have Instagram.
0: Oh. You've shown me. I I, sh- I showed them to you. I saw them.
1: Yeah. yeah, the fucking pictures of his salads are the the most poverty salads I've ever seen in my life. It's just a handful of spinach, some goldfish, some some mozzarella cheese, some grapes, <laughs> and little cut up apples. It's a yes. salad, Chris. It has cheese in it. Someone
0: tuffed up fucking Lunchables into some grass. It's like all right, day sixteen of the salad day challenge. <laughs> He's so awesome. I love him. We
1: stand a king. I
0: support him. I hope he makes it to 365.
1: I don't know if he's going to make it to 50. Actually, no. I think he's on, what, 71 now? Because it's uh, March or something? Just seeing that fucking frozen
0: salad with the goldfish dumped in it. One of the most harrowing things I've ever looked at. When you said... The goldfish are croutons. I just dropped my phone. <laughs> it's
1: so haunting. Oh my god. It's true. It's the stack that smiles back. So, <laughs> I fucking lost it today. When he's too lazy to make that salad, yes, there is a depth to which even he will sink. Uh, oh no. he, he'll just order out a salad. He, he just gets a bowl from Chipotle. He just gets fucking <laughs> lettuce and beef and
0: cheese. Hey, can I get a taco bowl? Uh, I want the green sauce, uh, some uh, queso blanco, and um, can I get some of the whole grain goldfish? I'm trying to watch my figure. <laughs> Put two of the goldfish up your ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. And a small, a small double wrap with extra meat.
0: <laughs> Oh, buddy! I put in some work last night on a Chipotle burrito. I, some would say, still haven't recovered. Well, it's fine. That's in and out today, thriving because I can't go grocery shopping because groceries don't exist. It's either takeout or PB and J's. And folks, I my body is in disrepair. You know, more so than usual.
1: I got a fair amount of groceries uh, at the stores near me, so. I'll send you over some food. I'm sure it'll keep Just send keep me some cold bad. cuts. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> cold just cuts. just want a turkey cool. sandwich so bad. It's got. There's got to be some place. There's got to be a Popeyes or something. Get a Popeye's. Uh, oh, yeah. man, don't.
0: It's, everything's closed. You can't start talking about Popeye's right now.
1: What about Pop bellies? Oh, God, I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting the shakes. <laughs> I want a sandwich so fucking bad right now. <laughs> Uh, oh, that But instead, because... I get to
0: talk about Geostorm and then stare at the <laughs> yeah. ceiling until so they open.
1: Let's talk about what we watched recently. Uh, Almost nothing for me. I have been too busy editing this podcast and working. uh, So I haven't had a lot of time to watch movies, which is a damn shame because I thought, oh, hey, there's a global pandemic and thousands of people are dying. I should have plenty of time to watch movies. This will be a great and wonderful thing. I have not had a lot of time to watch movies, but I did. I did watch one movie, and it's one I've already talked about on this podcast. Uh, the answer to cut or uncut, it is uh, one <laughs> cut of the dead. <laughs> Much like
0: the chicken and the egg, we finally have the definitive answer.
1: I, you know, that's the thing. Is like I was going to watch. Um, I was going to watch uh, Doctor Sleep the Director's Cut version I was going to ask you cut or uncut again and uncut would have been uh, Doctor Sleep uh, uncut <laughs> but uh, One Cut of the Dead uh, that has been creeping up my list of favorite movies I've ever seen period uh, I watched it with uh, a young lady who's half Japanese and she's fluent in Japanese so she was able to understand what they were saying and she commented that some of the subtitles are perfectly accurate uh, maybe it was the copy that I had uh, but she loved it. She thought it was just great. Uh, she's one of the ones who gets very scared by, uh, by scary movies. She does, like, the thing that girls do where they put, like, their fingers in their ears or something. Because it's less scary that way, I guess. And I told <laughs> her, no, nah, come on. The first 30 minutes are really not that bad. It's, like, a zombie movie. It's a pretty good zombie movie. But it's, like, not super scary. It's just kind of interesting. But she picked up on the little details. You know, the little details. Uh, I am also in the mood that I try not to tell too much about it because I really want people to go in blind for it. And I think it improves the way that uh that people watch it. But boy, I love this movie. I want my dad to watch it. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I just, uh, The other thing that I have been watching is a little anime. Anime uh, is short for animation. It's a Japanese sort of animation, Parker. Uh, they've been doing this since apparently... The, the 60s, which is when they had... What's it called? Uh, Speed Racer. And a The good one, Speed you,
0: Racer and Astro Boy.
1: I, and Astro Boy. I didn't watch that. But apparently they had anime in the 70s. I can't oh, imagine buddy. what that even is. But uh, they had animation in the, in the <laughs> 80s and 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. So uh, good for them. Uh, I haven't really been much of an anime person for most of my life. Uh, what do I like? I like Death Note. I like Cromartie High School. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, that's pretty good. Fucking, uh... Ghost Stories. That about about covers it. Yeah, Ghost Ghost, Stories. The dub of Ghost Stories. Yeah, the dub of Ghost Stories. That's about it. I don't really like a whole lot of other things, but I was like, I'm kind of curious about Fist of the North Star. I heard it was somewhat inspired by Mad Max, uh, which I happen to love, and I was like, okay, I'll put it on. And I put it on, and I enjoyed the first 30 episodes, which are done in a dub, which I liked, and I was like, you know, I'll finish the rest of the series... Uh, even though it's subbed, I'll, you know, give it a shot. hundred fifty-two fucking episodes, Parker. So many f- Do you have any idea how long it's taking me to watch this fucking show?
0: I am on like episode eighty of Dragon Ball Super, so
1: yes. Yeah, yes, that's, yes I do. I actually, I'm glad you bring up Dragon Ball because I, I, feel like the two series are somewhat comparable, and I think I, have seen a fair amount, not a, a large amount, but a fair amount of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I think that, uh. Fist of the North Star is so much superior to it. I think it's got better drawings, I think it's got better characters, I think it's got better action even though, you know, they don't do like super, you know, Kamehameha beams, but you know what? It's okay uh, because we have, uh just these great drawings of these characters. I think it was partially an inspiration for uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which I haven't seen. Uh, it's these guys with this long, flowing, 80s glam rock hair and super gigantic, unrealistic muscles. And I, I just really, really like it. Anyway, the real draw of the thing is when you get to episode 109, where they... Fu- oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's worth waiting for. Oh, so you just gotta buckle in 108 episodes yeah. for the payoff. Yeah, exactly. That's when they change the theme song the first theme song is really good everyone knows it you are shocked da, 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 Japanese but you wait till it gets to episode 109 when they change it up and it is the best anime theme song I've ever heard in my life even better than sexy sexy from ghost stories so uh <laughs> I I love it to death uh that theme song kind of makes it for me now uh the reason I bring this up is I usually don't talk about tv shows because I don't really watch a lot of tv on here Uh, apparently they made two movies on this. They made an anime movie, uh, I think they call it an OVA, Original Video Animation, and I, I heard that, uh, the Japanese version is supposed to be pretty good, and the English version is universally reviled, except for John Cena, who called it his favorite anime movie. Uh. Future episode! And there is a live-action movie in, that was an American presentation that has Malcolm McDowell in it.
0: I've heard no good things, but that also I, has never stopped me before.
1: Apparently one guy was nicknamed Condom Man on set. Oh, so fuck. Okay. I okay. this might be a future episode.
0: <laughs> we need to pencil that in for as soon as we're doing <laughs> <Dr>. butler
1: <laughs> Okay. Uh Parker, what did you watch?
0: Oh buddy. Let us buckle in. We'll start light. So uh watched the original Mad Max recently, as you did. Yes. Very recently. Yes uh not a ton to say besides yeah it turns out it's very good like mm-hmm. i would seen it once before before fury road came out but it's got i mean it's exactly what you talked about it's the exact same conversation that's a lot like the original evil dead of like well this shouldn't exist someone just like went door to door selling something pulled together a bunch of friends and people who probably didn't know what they were in for and somehow, through the grace of God, created this hugely influential movie.
1: That's the thing, is like you compare, I, I guess you know a little bit about the making of Evil Dead. They've released, every single release of The Evil Dead oh has God. some sort of like, here's how we made this thing, we're still paying for it. Uh, whereas <laughs> Mad Max, he was able to make it because he was a surgeon, and he, I guess he had a fair amount of money saved up. And uh, George Miller is he in the situation. But for a movie that does look pretty cheap, it looks really good for pretty cheap.
0: Because they have great problems. So I'm like, all right, we don't have a lot of money. How do we make this look good? Just go 200 miles an hour and crash it for real. <laughs> <You> just, <laughs> they just throwing bodies at things and seeing what happens. Let's pay I, all
1: these real bikers in beer.
0: <laughs> I love so much that it just opens with the Night Rider. <laughs> it's just a cold open. Like, this would be like the first whole act of some movies. Like, now, here's just this dude in the middle of Cause and Ruckus. You get, I forgot how long it takes to reveal Mel Gibson. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my God. Just what a beautiful fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I, I really do enjoy that movie. And especially Hugh Keysburn. Holy moly. He that man so has much man has so fun. much charisma. He has
0: a ton of charisma, but also doesn't feel like he's trying too hard. And I like the thing where, like, all of his henchmen are all just doing things, because it's very clearly a thing of, like all right, well, I got to make myself, you know, I got to really pop on screen. I got to, you know, I got to get oh, the yeah. camera on me, but there's 30 people on frame. Because you mentioned the behind the scenes thing. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. they like two hour mm-hmm. documentary, yeah. but it is very near my future. Because I just love the idea of some guy coming up going, yeah, I got all these lines, but uh, I think I should just make animal noises. George <laughs> be like, yeah, do that. Great. Like, I love making up for shit like this in the first Evil Dead, which is good because there's a hundred of each of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Mad Max says like, the parallels between Mad Max and Evil Dead. Because, like, Evil Dead 1 and Mad Max 1, both made for no money, both... Even if you don't think they hold up, like, as movies, like, there's just a charm to watching them. And they are and worth
1: then, watching yeah. for some sort of, like, this is how to make a movie, you know?
0: And then both of them have a sequel it's like, okay, you just immediately figured out everything. Yeah. And then both <laughs> of them has a third one where it's like, what if we got really silly?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, what if we just stopped taking this whole thing so seriously?
1: Yeah, what if we went off the beaten path?
0: yeah That is a dual marathon I would love to do at some point in my life. Hopefully, we can just shut my fucking job down. I can collect my neat bucks and just really have a day of it.
1: Yeah, $1,200 goes a lot further where you are than it does where I do. <laughs> uh, well,
0: you know, the counts receiving and paying, yeah. you know, it's yeah. things, you know, bad decisions creep up on you. It's fine. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll see so what. So I also rewatched American Werewolf in London because I'd only seen it the one time.
1: This is the good one, right? Because I confused it's, that one with Paris. It's
0: a, it's a very good one. I, I do like... So them. good that you almost forget, you know, who the director
1: is. <laughs> and, like, I'd only seen it in
0: the once, and I forgot, like... It's, it's very much a horror comedy, and it's actually pretty funny. Like, it's really good dark comedy in there. I love the progressing rot on his dead friend how every time he shows up. He looks like he legitimately got fucking attacked by a giant wolf monster. Like, it's oh, not... Yeah cheesy and shitty. Like, it's really good makeup. And I just love how casually he's like, David, you gotta kill yourself, dude. Like, you gotta just fucking get over this. Like, come on, man. We're all waiting. Hurry up. Stop watching this nudie movie. It's time to off yourself.
1: I, I think, like, one of the <clears> things <throat> is, like, he does look like he got attacked by a werewolf, that's the thing is they don't make him look like a zombie. If they had had, like, the blue-green, grayish sort of skin or something like that, that would have been lab or pustules or whatever. No, just fucking big-ass slash through his face. Just, that that just, That's what it should look like. Gizzards hanging out. I, I have my two favorite moments of that movie. They're both comedy elements. Uh, the first one where he, it's, it's this big wide shot, right? And he's just running through the park, picking up clothes. Just him running from right to left, just, there's a scene just running like a madman, just picking up people's clothes so he can cover himself in. That to me cracked me up at, I think I saw that in the theater. Uh, I can't remember if I did. And the other one is, I think they're in a theater and he's like, you look like shit to his friend who is very clearly just little more than a skeleton at this point, to which his friend responds... Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> it's it's a lot funnier than I remembered and So uh how would you skip, compare it to uh the new version of the mummy?
0: Uh you know, uh you take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. <laughs> you know. You share ideas. Yeah, it's, that's
1: it's like poetry, it rhymes. Yeah.
0: Um what was I gonna say? Sorry. I lost it. It don't matter, it's a good movie. Everyone should see it. I all like I say I always have seen it once, but like there's a thing with horror comedies from the 80s that you hear about oh, and you watch yeah. it and you're like, oh, fuck. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I watched Blood Diner, a movie that gets brought up a lot as a horror comedy. And like five minutes in, I was like, oh, shit, I hate this. This is absolutely <laughs> not for me. But also, it's on the list, and I've already wasted the bandwidth, so here we are.
1: Oh, is it just yeah. not funny? It's just...
0: It is not for me.
1: Oh, boy. A lot of
0: people find it funny, and that's great, but I tell, could tell very early on, like, oh, I don't want to watch this but it's not a case of
1: like I'm not in the right mood it's no I'm not ever going to want to watch this sometimes I wonder if those oh it's a cheesy horror comedy I always wonder if that's like a thing that began in someone's basement with like five other friends over and they all thought it was funny because they were just laughing at it and they were really they were laughing more at each other's jokes or something like that and for some reason their opinion became the authority and they spread it around and people just sort of like nodded without actually watching the movie like oh yeah totally that's really funny
0: that is kind of one thing I love about the horror community. Is like, after enough time, every movie has like, you know, guys, we don't talk about this enough, but it's actually pretty good. And I kind of love that. Like, every C-tier directed DVD sequel is like, guys, I think it's time we reassess this. Let's talk about Urban Legends, the final cut. It's like, what? No. Why is there a Blu-ray release of Valentine starring David Boreanis and a bunch of CW people? Because time passed, and that's all that matters. Oh, shit, I remember the other thing. It reminds me a lot, like, Mad Max, of just, like, the beauty of making movies. Because if you gave me infinite time and resources and said, all right, recreate that werewolf transformation, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it in a million fucking lifetimes. You're right, yeah. It is still incredible to this day. Now, Chris, uh, recently you and I actually talked about the Before Sunrise and the sequels, right? Oh, yeah. You're a pretty big fan of those, right?
1: I certainly do like the first two. I haven't seen Before Midnight, so...
0: You would agree that Julie Delpy is really, really good in those, right?
1: She is very, very good as an actress. Uh, I, I don't know the full story of how much is her performance. I think she changed some of her lines to make it more natural. And how much of it is the director. But I, I got to give her a lot of credit. Yeah. What if she was a werewolf? That's a good question. I never considered it. Okay. Ooh, what if buddy. she was a werewolf? Okay. I yeah, don't like neither did
0: I. American Werewolf in Paris. Holy <laughs> shit! What a bad movie. <laughs> um. So there's, there's three dudes, just three cool guys, vacationing in Paris. And oh my god, it's. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Chris. Let's let's hear it. How do you think uh, green screens looked in 1997? Oh no. <laughs> True question. The answer is better than CGI in 1997. Oh no. What if you took one of the most incredible special effects transformations of all time? She did some 1997 spawn CGI. Oh, instead? good. That. It oh sucks no. So fucking bad. Jesus. Like, why make this a decade later? This sounds, why well, why make this movie? And you know what? We're gonna have some jokes. We're gonna make it lighthearted. We're gonna oh. have some quips. It's gonna be fun and fast. Well, the
1: first one was a comedy. It's like Teen Wolf, except what if we cares. have
0: the the corpses again? But like, there's there's a lot of them, and they keep showing up more often. Oh, and no. they keep telling
1: jokes. Oh no! It's... What if what if in the <laughs> what if in the next one we have a million Deadpools? Oh my! honest to god
0: man it is horrendous well, i need to look up one thing because i totally forgot yeah. to look it up. While, you're,
1: while you're looking it up i do have one bit of news for you i don't know if you saw this but it made me mad uh apparently netflix is in talks or maybe one of the other film studios. i think it's Netflix is in talks with ryan reynolds to develop a live action uh, uh it was a dragon's lair movie why Why do I deserve this I am so mad at the idea of this it's such an awful idea first of all I don't need Ryan Reynolds quip quapping his way through all this second of (laughs) all why live action the thing, the, the whole point of Dragon's Lair the whole was the beautiful animation.
0: You, th- yeah, fuck that. Let's just put Ryan Reynolds in a fucking blue screen. Great.
1: It is perhaps the worst idea I've ever heard. You know the worst part about it is Don Bluth, the great genius animator behind Dragon's Lair, has been trying for years, literal years, to get the crowdfunding to, to make a movie, uh, an animated, full animated uh, thing of Dragon's Lair can't do it people aren't just aren't giving him the money but now all of a sudden we're going to get deadpool in here oh yeah we'll shoot it in live action it's going to be about as good as fucking uh i don't know the P- detective pikachu would not even be that good like i'm fucking you will be praying for a detective oh, yeah. pikachu yeah that's a good point yeah like what's the fucking point honestly at this point i would rather people just like watch all the cutscenes strung together on youtube you're gonna have a better time with that than you will with any sort of live action thing better yet where's my space ace movie because that's what oh, I want. Space God, Ace was the better one that they don't talk about. You could transform into a Chad.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Canceled. I have two notes on American Werewolf in Paris for you and very specifically for Alex. Okay. First of all, so the three dudes are three leads. All three of them are absolute nobodies. The one person that you will recognize of the leads, his biggest role was in Rat Race as Seth Green's brother who had the lip piercing so we couldn't talk the entire movie. <laughs> Somewhere out there he will hear this And it will resonate with him The other note is there's a montage of them trying to find a girl While Smash Mouth's walking on the sun (laughs) place So Four stars, pretty good movie Oh my god Skip, we just stayed going With the shitty sequels Because uh, guess who would never seen Terminator 3 It's this guy It's also this guy Guess who wish he didn't see
1: Terminator 3 Oh man, I'm sitting pretty right now I bet that was not on the list Correct. <laughs> I just make bad choices. You know
0: what What Terminator 2 needed? Uh, less a lot of on. jokes. Uh,
1: so many jokes, Chris. What? Why would you put jokes in this?
0: I did not realize until the movie was over that it was rated R. I swear to God, the entire runtime, I thought it was a PG-13. Is it the most bloodless, nothing movie? It's actually a lot like The Matrix Reloaded where the movie sucks, but it has a really cool chase scene on a freeway. That's about it. Here's the biggest thing about Terminator 3. So like, I just watched it 2 days ago. Yeah. Offer me a million dollars, I could not tell you who played the lady terminator in it.
1: There was a lady terminator?
0: That's the villain. Is a female terminator. I could not oh, tell you. Oh,
1: hey, that's progressive. For, what year did 48 that 48
0: hours up? later. Fucking It feels like 2003 without even looking. That just feels like a 2003. Yep, it is. It is. If you're going to follow up one of the most iconic movies of all time and just happen to go, we stopped Judgment Day and Arlo, go, no, it's inevitable. Like, oh, eat my asshole. Thanks for negating one of the best movies ever made. Go fuck yourself. But I will say the ending is actually good. Really? Because spoilers for anyone who cares, Judgment Day happens. The whole fucking planet gets nuked. And I always admire just taking that swing of like, yeah, no, fuck it. They don't win. <laughs> Everyone's fucked. <laughs> But it's not nearly enough to salvage that movie.
1: Yeah,
0: I will save Species Two for when our good friend Alex comes back because I want to talk to him at length about it.
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't want to spoil his thoughts or anything, but he actually DM'd me something on uh, uh, Discord. He said, it "Hey, is. if if Parker ever pisses you off, uh, tell him to watch uh, a movie that I'm not going to reveal yet. So I'll wait oh, till fuck. he comes on next time." Uh, it is a movie that he and I have both seen, and he and I feel uh, very much the same way about it, that it sucks. Oh. And I Damn don't it. think you've seen it yet, so... We... Oh, fuck. Damn it.
0: <laughs> I hate when you conspire against me. Uh
1: Here's the bad news. I know that Lady Alex has seen it, and I think about like 25% sure that she really likes it, or pretends to like it.
0: Oh my god. So. I'm trying to fill that Venn diagram in my head, and man, that could be... That could be disastrous for yeah, me.
1: Maybe she likes the source material. Oops, I've said too much. What oh, else did you watch?
0: Oh, oh, thank God, sports are canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I will do two things real quick. Okay, so I will talk briefly about a film called Spencer Confidential. Do you remember a couple months ago there was that fake Netflix film Twitter account that was like posting all these fake movie ideas? Oh, that was fake. Apparently,
1: <laughs> I don't know yeah I.
0: If that account had tweeted, so it's a Netflix original, it's directed by Peter Berg, and there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg gets the absolute dog shit beaten out of him in a Boston bar bathroom while Sweet Caroline plays, that would be the one where everyone goes like, okay, this is clearly not a real account, That's not a real verified account. I would
1: have said, oh, odds are I've already seen it. But it's real.
0: <laughs> it Sweet exists. Caroline. There's a scene where Mark Wahlberg bangs his ex-wife in a bathroom, and while she's climaxing, she screams, go Socks.
1: What? <laughs> it is the
0: most purely Boston movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, this movie sucks ass. Oh if I would to see it in a theater, God. I'd be furious. But oh. as a Netflix original, I wasn't bored. I, <laughs> like, Peter Berg makes the most shockingly watchable movies I've ever seen in my life. There's some weird charisma, because I don't... Don't really care about him specifically. Mark Wahlberg does nothing for me as a leading man, but you put these two idiots together and you're in fucking for like hour 45, hour 50, and I'm kind of going with it every time now. But yes, Alex was correct. There is, in fact, a title card at the end of the movie that just says Lobsta yes! with an AH on the end that takes <laughs> up the entire screen.
1: It is, oh, it is very gosh. much a your dad movie. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm drinking a Narragansett right now. <laughs> we will
0: talk at great length about it in the near future oh my god <clears throat> the last movie is a movie i've been wanting to talk to you about for a while which is a film from our good friend west craven called shocker Ooh. now buckle up because this is about 17 different movies good so it's a story about a serial killer okay and he cold open his said serial killer just murdering the shit out of some detective's family just so you know right off the bat like we're not dicking around. Wes Craven's still real mad about not getting money for those Nightmare on Elm Street sequels. He's doing his own thing. Don't even worry about it. We go to our hero, our main character, high school football star Peter Berg in an acting role. Oh. Running around, r- slamming into a goalpost, and now he's having nightmares because of his horrible CTE. <laughs> and this concussion has given him a psychic bond with this serial
1: killer. What? Okay, hold up. Are you you sure that he didn't, like, fucking write sloppily on your notes or something?
0: Buddy, this is only movie, like, 3 of 17. No! Oh my god. Buckle up. So he keeps having these visions while said serial killer's out, just murdering people. Wait, is
1: the serial killer Aaron Hernandez?
0: Oh, we cannot disclose at this time the identity. (laughs) That at one point, this dude murders Peter Berg's girlfriend and it is a comical amount of blood. Like, there is not that much blood in the human body. The entire bathroom is just coated in It is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. So we get, we're about a half hour into the movie now and it feels like the second half of a movie we did not see the start of. It feels like you turned on the TV and you're like Oh, this is wrapping up. I'll catch the end of this. It's almost off-putting of like we didn't do any development. Where are we? But the serial killer is arrested. So keep in mind, we're the end of the first act. We're prepping for him to get fried on the electric chair. Mm-hmm. And by prepping, I mean a Megadeth covering Alice Cooper's No More Mr. Nice Guys <laughs> playing while they prepare the electric chair. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this movie's fucking good. Oh, shit. So everything's ready. They, uh, It's like, all right, let's go and grab him. The priest is there to give him his last rites and two guards. They start walking to his cell. And inside the cell, the serial killer is sitting on the ground. a Bunch of lit candles all around him. A bunch of weird carvings in the ground. And he has car batteries strapped to his hands, also attached to the TV. And then he gets electrocuted. And then <laughs> we find out, with an hour left in this movie, that he has made a deal with the devil.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. And it becomes a fucking body swapping murder movie
1: with an hour left, and it's called Shocker because we'll get
0: there. Oh. <laughs> there's so his giveaway is tell he's kind of he's got like a bow leg kind of thing and kind of walks walks like Kevin Spacey and the usual the usual suspects. So when he body swaps out, so they can tell it's him. So there's one point where he swaps in this little girl. So this little girl is just running all club-footed trying to murder Peter Berg while little girl's mother is running after him trying to stop him from attacking her daughter. It's it's a lot. We have a lot of body-hopping. We have a lot of just grisly murders. And then the ghost of his dead girlfriend shows up. Stay with me. All right. Things happen. Electricity keeps bringing the bad guy back to life. Because it's called Shocker and it makes him stronger or something. So bad guy teleports into the satellite. I need you to stay with me. Mm-hmm. So Peter Berg's like, fuck, we gotta stop him. So he rounds up the whole football team. And they all put on matching trench coats. And they all look like the Ninja Turtles when they're in disguise. <laughs> and they go down to like the fucking TV station to try and stop him. <laughs> and they get struck by lightning, I think. And then Peter Berg also ends up in the TV. Huh. And we just do some fucking Wayne's World blue screen nonsense of him and the serial yeah. killer just jumping through different channels. Yes! Oh my god. Which is actually super good. <laughs> like There's a scene where it's like the news that's showing a, a full-blown riot. Like, fucking LA riots kind of thing. And in the background, there's just this dude in this giant orange prison jumpsuit just beating the dog shit out of Peter Berg. It's very good. <laughs> You got this going on. There's at one point he's just running screaming, Beaver hoping to God Beaver Cleaver's family will save him from the murder. We end up in a boxing match. It is one of the most insane seven moves I've ever seen in my life. Uh,
1: is, I, I've, Wes Craven's brain was too strong for this world and that's why he had to leave us. I I, I am so jealous that I didn't that, that you saw this and I didn't, you know? <laughs>
0: Like I, I knew the premise I was like, oh, this guy like jumps into the TV. I did not realize that the hour twenty that preceded it that was several different movies. It is, it's a lot, man. And Peter Berg's accent is, it's, there's a reason he's directing now. Holy shit, <laughs> he is, he's good. That's good. He's good, you know. Just yeah, you know, yeah. Strongest of strong recommends to future episode shocker. Yes. I think crumb. it's time for us to board the Dutch boy.
1: <laughs> let's talk. Take about... a trick
0: every time someone says Dutch boy, you will die thirty minutes into the movie. Okay,
1: let's talk about Geostorm.
0: Did you bother going to the IMDb for Geostorm?
1: I did. I did. Uh, what what happened? Did
0: you re- Did you read the second piece of trivia? Uh, was
1: Was that the one where uh, most of the cast and crew noted that? Uh, that the lead actor, Gerard Butler, did not know his own lines? <laughs> yes. I
0: just read that just now, and a lot of this movie's making sense again. <laughs> it, it
1: certainly is making sense because uh, he plays a character known as Jake Lawson. Jake Lawson is yeah, the guy yourself, who buddy. created this big set. Sa- well, we'll, we'll explain all this in a little bit. But to explain the idea of him not knowing his own lines, he's supposed to be a guy who's more or less in charge. He's on a a spacecraft that he more or less designed and built. He should know this thing inside and out, and yet he doesn't really have that presence. He doesn't feel like he's a guy who knows every single inch of the ship, you know? He
0: created a satellite that controls the weather, and he just never looks like he knows where he is. This
1: is like in the... I can't believe I'm making this comparison. Remember that fucking Pokemon that controls the weather that a bunch of scientists just <laughs> created? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I try not to get too religious, but what do humans think they are? <laughs> Where does
0: Jack Lawson fit in the God's plan for us?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it is certainly playing. God. We'll talk about playing God later on. Oh, uh, boy.
0: You and the movie. You know, it's it's our, very subtle. You know, a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of themes present. It's, it's
1: about things. So uh, It's about family.
0: And that's why it's so important, Chris.
1: So, it's important to talk about uh, film as a visual medium, and I'd like to talk about the visuals in the film. I think it's always interesting to see a film that clearly had a high budget and clearly bombed. Because uh, the movie, <laughs> for the most part, looks pretty decent, you know? And it's not just like the special effects, which is like... Anyone can do an explosion, okay? That that doesn't impress me. Or the cars driving away from the exploding ground or something like that. That's fine. I'm talking about, like, the regular, the regular old everyday shots. Some, some guy is sweating or something like that. And it just looks like, wow, this this had a high-ass budget. That camera that they're shooting on must be worth, like, a million dollars or something. And I think that's so interesting because you compare this with a movie like Mad Max 1 that was clearly shot for, like, 25 cents at a prayer... And you asked me which one looks more visually interesting. I'm going to go with Mad Max every single time. And not just because it has a good story, but it there's something about it that, that makes it more, like, like I said, interesting. Whereas this, it looks good, yeah, but I don't care about almost anything that happens on screen. What is the most visually interesting thing in the movie? Is it the ominous French guy?
0: Man... I totally forgot how much like Godzilla and Independence Day. Fucking hate French
1: people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot and I just remembered who <laughs> directed this like Oh yeah,
1: he wrote all those. Oh uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to French Dude guy. Dude Devlin
0: fucking hates French yeah, people. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll get to that really shortly. But first I wanna talk about uh Jake Lawson's family. He has a brother named uh I guess Paul Lawson. But
0: if you're waiting for me to fill that yeah. in, if you think I wrote down a single character name, no, you're out of your goddamn mind. So wait, there are two characters. Yeah, one of them is Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <laughs> talk
1: about Ed Harris later. Uh, but uh, yeah, his his brother is now head of the whatever his thing is. He if, just call it the
0: Dutch boy. We
1: we should talk about like the the, the, the I guess it's like a Senate thing or a Congress thing. Uh, Jake Lawson, the designer of the satellite, they. I guess we have to go back to the very beginning of the movie to describe the entire fucking narrative. Opening with the fucking voiceover, like,
0: and then the cities fell. (laughs) They mostly come at
1: night. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, people didn't listen very closely. Wait, isn't that the opening of Lady of the Water? Man does not listen very well. Uh, You and you need to stop with Lady of the Water. (laughs) You're trying to sneak it into the...
0: We're not Uh, doing. We are doing a
1: terrible job of getting to the narrative of Gio's turn. Okay, so uh, basically environmental warming it's a uh, change is bad the weather is really bad so jake lawson builds a really big satellite in the air <laughs> with like a bunch of other smaller satellites around it and it controls the weather and it keeps us all safe from uh, asteroids and heat or something and uh yeah everything is really good anyway uh he comes down to earth from space and he talks to a senator or congressman or something like that I don't know and uh, the congressman is very bad because they have to hand over their creation to uh, the UN he's like well we built it he's like what do you mean we I did all the work I'm like yeah it sounds like he did do all the work for the first like third of this movie I'm pretty much it sounds weird to say, but kind of all the movie side, I'm like, this seems fine. You know, it's, uh, Jake Lawson seems like a likable enough character. He's not very interesting, but he's, he seems like he believes in his own creation. The senator seems like he's a lousy guy, and uh, anyway, he gets fired from his, I don't, I don't know, it inv- maybe the EPA. Anyway, his, sir,
0: you can't go back to space. You're fired. Yeah.
1: So his brother takes over as head of space environment control. And, uh, so he retires to, I guess the, uh, Jake Lawson is retires to the same place that Chris Pratt did at the beginning of Jurassic world Two. <laughs> uh,
0: I wrote down where Marky Mark lives in that. Oh
1: my park God. Park. That's a good one too. Okay. So when, <laughs> when you get fired, you just moved to the desert like fucking Trevor in GTA five. Uh, <laughs> so he's making meth with his daughter and, uh, as you do, I want to talk about his daughter cause I hate his daughter. I hate her so much. God, she sucks so fucking hard. She's capital A
0: acting so hard. Here's, here's and the I'm thing. I'm trying so hard to be precocious, and I'm fucking over I it. I really... I will dropkick this kid. I just
1: hate kids who don't talk like they're kids. This is, uh, this is a weird thing for me to do, but unprompted, I am going to praise Stephen King. Stephen King is oh, great at making kids talk like they are kids he What's has a very strong other? connection to his childhood he remembers how kids talk back then and in all his movies the kids talk like they're kids and it makes sense and it works that way this girl is 13 years old i don't care if she's a super genius inventor with like the solar panels and dd Dee Dee has to stay out of her laboratory <laughs> You don't talk like this, and she. You know the worst part about it is she's not even talking like uh, an adult. She's talking like a, an adult screenwriter's idea of how a thirteen-year-old should talk. Well, you were supposed to be a part of my life, you know, and then it just leads to like an awkward laugh. That's not how people talk. He would immediately. This movie them.
0: has a genius whiz kid inventor. Go fuck yourself. Throw in the trash. I yeah, do not want. There it certainly under that. Any
1: circumstances. I've. I've I mean, didn't we have one of those in fucking Transformers too? Oh, buddy. well, a lot more glycerin on her, but uh, buddy, thank you yeah, for oh, not doing that here, Jesus. Uh, I don't have to talk about that, yeah. Oh my god, was that's, that the same that's year?
0: The opening scene of that movie, <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's fine. I just stick to the archives, yeah, it's just, yeah. Maybe it's good, I don't know, I haven't listened to it in three years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode, I'll tell you that much, anyway, yeah. So, uh he comes back, he's just like, well, there was a problem with Geostorm, because it led to a nuclear winter in Afghanistan, and 300 people died, and they all froze to death. And uh, no jokes about that scene, it's just, it's fine, it's just a scene. That's actually
0: pretty, that's a pretty good review. Yeah. I was like, okay, movie.
1: It, I'll tell you, I was on this
0: movie side immediately, because in that voiceover, she goes, they called it extreme weather, but they didn't know what extreme was. And that's an immediate lean forward, like, <laughs> That's an immediate, like, okay, we know what we're doing here. <laughs> Someone wrote this on purpose. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah,
1: so which Tony Hawksboro skater song should I play there?
0: <laughs> that's the perfect one. That riff is so good. <laughs> that's the most its I mean, it's extreme. It's right there the <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> With my perceptions <laughs> in a fence I've heard
0: of- Gerard <laughs> so, Butler and 96 Quite Bitter Beings fly <laughs> it to the satellite
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, they they need Jake Lawson's help. We need you up in space again to fix the satellite, maybe like a, a ball bearing fell off. And his daughter's like, I want you to come back alive. He's like, I'm going to be fine. What could possibly go wrong? Wake up the camera. So, uh...
0: <laughs> you know what I want out of this movie? I want 45 minutes of what the Alex Jones show sounds like if the <laughs> UN has a weather machine. <laughs> I want to just live in that reality for a while.
1: Yeah. So uh, anyway, at some point they have uh, some vague Middle Eastern guy detects a problem in the satellite and he knows something is up here. And he has this really worried, sweaty look on his face. He's just walking around just like, uh, oh, geez, something is really wrong here. I don't know. And uh, then a look from ominous French guy and he gets blasted out into space. Uh, so this is uh, we're, we're just dropping these little breadcrumbs for you later on. Man, the First 30 minutes is real good, yeah. You're not wrong, yeah.
0: You got all this going on, so dude just gets ejected into space with no warning, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, all right, that's Logan, the thing. And uh, right
1: Alex here? has brought this up about people who, uh, th- you know, the cats' reviews where people are maybe trying a little too hard to be negative. This is the thing, it's like I haven't read any of the other reviews for Geostorm, I'm doing this just all on my own. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like... I don't know if the Nostalgia Critic has done anything on this, but I assume he, he would be making jokes about the first 30 minutes of this. He'd be saying, it was like, Oh, I can't believe they expect us to buy this. It's not that hard to buy. I mean, there's some stupid stuff in there. Fine, but it works within its own, I guess, oeuvre, you know? it's I think it's a little bit more believable than Independence Day. I'm fine with it, you know? So, anyway, they bring him aboard the ship very quickly... Uh, he just gets on a space shuttle and uh, reaches a satellite like that. So I guess space travels a lot faster now. And uh, he meets his crew. He's got a, a Hispanic guy, a German woman who clearly has an Indian accent. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, although our American lead has a Scottish accent. So what are we going to do? Sometimes. We have a black woman. And we also have <laughs> ominous French guy. But more importantly, we have uh, a member of the Sex Pistols. Uh, He decides to join us. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, Johnny Rotten's on there. He kind of looks like (laughs) Jokar (laughs) Sarnaev. With somehow skinnier arms, if you can believe that. Uh, And... uh, (laughs) he's kind of an asshole (laughs) he's kind of an asshole right off the bat You're just like oh I hate that guy but it's also oh this French guy is there so uh, he has to look around see what's going on meanwhile his brother is head of the environmental space thing and he is currently canoodling with uh, a secret service agent and she says a line like hey business comes first and so do you and I was just like can they do that in a PG-13 movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a real moment of like, who wrote this? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. That was
0: a... You know what movies like this always need? More characters. And oh, boardrooms. Cool. That's a good point. Holding meetings. Now, we
1: say... Walking and talking. We say characters. Like, we're going to give this, uh... We're going to give this individual the, the mantle of character.
0: Hello. Uh, who am I playing? Oh, yes, you are woman. yeah. <laughs> Knock him dead. Yeah, I mean, look at his crew. If you're wondering why every single person's high, I'm this nationality. High, in this one. Domestic box office: 33 million. Ooh. Global: 187. <laughs> Coming out in the green, baby. Yeah. We did it. Well, good job, China. Apparently,
1: you it, it lost it the studio 74 billion dollars. So. You hate to see Yeah, it. what a shame. Damn,
0: now we'll never get to see Dean Devlin's vision for the future. <laughs>
1: oh, man. I wish he would write his latest coronavirus movie. Anyway. Uh, Don't put that in the air. I'm begging yeah. you. Well, anyway, apparently there is some sort of problem coming from within the satellite. So my first reaction here is, wait a second. That senator was play us like he, he wanted uh, Jake Lawson to fire all his international crew members and just hire all Americans. Probably be good for the economy, so it create <laughs> jobs, right? Anyway, now there's a problem with those international uh crew members. If we had all Americans, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Anyway, vote for Eisenhower. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets a call. the uh, The brother gets a call on his little. They like whip it open, and it's like it's like an iPad, but it's like all hologram or something like that. I kind of want one.
0: Oh, absolutely! Can we
1: imagine recording on one of those some bitches, man. But uh, <laughs> anyway, at some point, the guy says the call is coming from somewhere inside your building. I'm like, he's in a house. <laughs> uh, so I thought it was his girlfriend at first. So for much of the movie, I was like, I'm going to keep an eye on her. Uh, anyway, he goes to work and he meets, of all people, Zazie Beetz. Uh, nice to see her in a movie, and it is so surprising that she got work after this.
0: I this is one of those movies where like you can't blame anyone involved because my god hello you are hacker character you will have two scenes where you sit in front of a computer and go can I hack that child's play clickety clack clickety clack clickety clack -clack. (laughs) oh no I'm blocked we'll have to go to remote location (laughs) <laughs> but I can't go. So here's a thumb drive. Goodbye. And then Jim.
1: ominous loading screen. Beep, 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 like that. We're like, we're not even talking about the thing that happens in China. Cause what is there to say? Um, uh, here, take this
0: thumb drive. I'll see you at the end of the movie where I do my return of the Jedi celebration. <laughs> with the <Gino> <laughs> High five. Yeah, we did. it. Yeah. Well, we
1: the- I will get into that later on, but, uh, <laughs> Zazie beats. I like her in almost everything. I like her a lot in Joker. I like her a lot in Deadpool too. Uh, I don't know if she's done anything else that comes immediately to mind, but uh, I, th- I think she's a really talented actor. She's very beautiful. I like her a lot. In this, she's so fucking annoying. She's so irritating, and, like, she doesn't act like a human... Is she supposed to have, like, autism or something? Is there, like, a, I mean, a thing that they're doing there? Are there any characters
0: that aren't annoying in this movie? Uh, that's a good point. That's the question I pose to
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh she <laughs> Yeah, sure. as I just
0: dance around that like, I'm not saying anyone has autism. No, 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 no. There's a bunch of things. Winning class houses, Christopher.
1: So uh anyway, he's uh Jake Loss is on board the satellite and he has to go retrieve one of the satellite doors that burst open or whatever and it goes in aerospace, it's stuck in the vent or something like that. And then Ominous French guy at it again. His jetpack goes berserk. It's like it's kind of like in Time Splitters too when you shoot a fire extinguisher. Does anyone remember that game? Maybe <laughs> just me. Okay, and <laughs> you're speaking to the choir right now. <laughs> there we go. And I'm uh,
0: Wolverine just holding that picture of a Time Splitters HD,
1: just wondering when. Yeah. <laughs> when God may I get that when that play? Holy shit! Anyway, he oh. uh, <laughs> he is able to survive. It's a thrilling action scene, and then he hides call it what it is the disc from the other international crew members he can only trust the germans what have they ever done anything wrong so yeah good luck with that one buddy yeah uh, <laughs> seen that move before anyway ominous french guy is in our initial suspect but it turns out he's not the bad guy it turns out it's a british guy we'll get to that later i suppose uh anyway he what calls up his brother difference? and his brother's been going through a lot you know and uh he says to and they're, they're, they've clearly not been getting along over the years because you know how younger brothers are. I don't because I'm an older brother. Uh, he says... Man,
0: by the, yeah, I don't know how we didn't mention that. They keep saying they're brothers. Yeah. He looks <laughs> 25 years old. <laughs>
1: yeah, at one point one a character... Looks 22
0: and the other one is Gerard Butler... Puffing up in his mid-40s. Oh, that's a good point. I, mean, I say puffing up. He could still rip me in half. I, yeah, like but he but does still.
1: look like he went face first into some poison ivy. Let's not kid ourselves.
0: Uh, we'll get there with next week's movie. No. Don't even
1: oh, worry good. about it. Uh, he says to his brother, we don't walk out on each other. That's the unspoken code between mm-hmm. brothers. Now, up to this point, the movie has been fairly normal. Up to this point... <laughs> I was going yeah, to. to I point, was like, totally yeah. ready, willing, and able to walk into this podcast and be like, guys, I don't know about you. I kind of like this movie. It was all right. Up to this point, I thought I was watching a normal movie. But. He says, this is the unspoken code between brothers. First of all, that's not the unspoken code between brothers. The unspoken code between brothers is, don't tell dad what I'm doing in the bathroom. But he basically (laughs) says, hey, remember when dad used to take us fishing, and we didn't catch a lot of fish, but I used to like to catch a lot of fish because we're with your family and stuff like that. He's like, that's the first time we've ever had a decent conversation. He goes up to Zaze Beats, and Parker, you do the honors. Do you need the exact words? Because I have them there for you. Let me pull them
0: right back. <laughs> I can't even explain what the fuck he says. Like, I don't understand how their secret code language works. I thought about rewinding it, but we... Time is so precious on this earth. Yeah. But It involves, a, what, like, a phone number, and then she isolates the clip at all those wavelengths... Or some fucking thing? I don't... I don't understand. I've seen this movie twice. I don't fucking understand what their secret language is, how he knew to decode it, how Gerard Butler, who looks like he doesn't know his lines, was able to on the fly talk in code. I don't understand any of it, Chris.
1: All I know is... <laughs> you take the ninth word, and then the next ninth word, and then the fifth word, and then the first word, and then the ninth word, and the ninth word, and the fifth Anyway. Like he
0: starts talking about a phone number and all the digits and selecting all of those words out of each sentence.
1: <laughs> so Zaze Beats goes into the waveform of the audio and selects it. She just types in the code. She just types in 9951, and it just automatically selects us. Speaking of someone who works with waveforms every single time I edit this, you can't do that. That doesn't work <laughs> like that. She just hits a bunch of
0: numbers. It isolates like seven or eight clips. and you just play <laughs> the highest levels of government. No, no, that's just the wrong one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Proof of sabotage at highest level of government trust no one (laughs) it is the most pizza gate ass thing i've ever seen in my life we see if you isolate this part of the sentence you do this one this one this one it's the phone number and then you add them together and that's the address of comet ping pong so everyone involved george soros is up there controlling the weather making it rain lizards it's fine everything's fine we have to stop dutch boy and we're, like, what, halfway into this fucking movie? Are we even
1: halfway? I mean, there's it so is. much more.
0: The movie, it's like, it's a... It's perfectly fine. Like, it's, it's a thriller. There's something going on. He has to go find out who's doing it. Is it sabotage? And then to have it
1: all turn on the
0: stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: If he had just... He could have done anything. He could have done anything and they would have been better than that. But anyway, Zaze beats, who honestly she's annoying, her character Dana. At one point, uh, he brings her home in the middle of the night while his girlfriend is also there. His girlfriend has a fucking gun and almost shoots Zaze beats in the head. <laughs> to which Zaze beats turns into the most annoying character in film. She's somehow worse than the daughter in this movie because he's like, wait, I can explain everything. And she says, oh, that sounds kind of pervy. No, it doesn't. It it doesn't. Anyway, then she... Oh, Dean, you did it again. Another A-plus script. (laughs) And then he says to his girlfriend, you have to understand, this is bigger than you and me, to which Sazay Beats responds, you and I, they both tell her to shut up, and they forget to to say the most important thing, no, you're wrong, it's you and me, not you and I. Grammatically, it's you and me. In that situation, there's definite article... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Dean, uh, there's a... Green squiggly line underneath that. <laughs> Did, n- fuck myself. Okay. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. So
1: anyway, uh, the movie decides to squelch the uh, French conspiracy theory. They could have got away with it. <laughs> they they could have pulled it off. Ominous French guy was perfect for it. He has a face and the nose and everything.
0: Who doesn't love a good Kaiser Sose fake <laughs> <the> French guy? <laughs> yeah. Who would ever suspect me, the evil mustache twirling French? So guy.
1: basically, the whole point of the movie the reason why things are going wrong and why uh, the satellite which we have not named yet Parker what is the name of that satellite that's up they there they say Dutch boy 87 times <laughs> every single time they hear it you know what I'm thinking of... I created Dutch boy with me bare hands <laughs> Fuck,
0: what are you talking
1: about the, ol- <laughs> the only thing that I can think about whatever they say the Dutch boy in space is a fucking big boy from fucking Austin Powers <laughs>
0: There's there's two people I hate this world <laughs> People who are intolerable other people. And the Dutch boy. <laughs> this is a fucking flying big boy <laughs>
1: shooting weather at people. This
0: movie just turns into a fucking QAnon nightmare where we find out the highest levels of the US government are using Dutch Boy to murder people with the weather and disguise it as malfunctions. Oh my god. And then you realize, like, oh, that's what this movie is. And then you immediately realize, like, oh, the first place that was hit was Afghanistan. <laughs> Fucking great You, you job know, movie. like, the
1: international Zionist conspiracy is that, like, Jews control the weather and stuff like that? No, it turns out it was the Scottish pretending to be Americans.
0: <laughs> it's, it's Gerard Butler and Ed Harris.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that reveal later on. But anyway, My the, gosh. Yeah, the basic idea here is that the Dutch boy is... Uh, Like you said, shooting weather at places and totally fucking everything up, and uh, they discover that it's coming. Someone is actually controlling the Dutch boy to do this. It's doing it on purpose. Uh, They figure out it's uh, the 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 British guy Johnny Rotten or whatever. He was paid. A lot of money i guess uh this international space station scientist is apparently not paid enough so he wants to destroy all of the world and he says there's not gonna be, and uh, he's confirmed with the fact that there won't be much of a world to return to with all his riches he's like no no we'll save the good parts what the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you just blew up hong kong Plays
0: Owens and also yeah. that's all of your box office. What are you it, doing? Oh, guys? Uh, well, I hope they cut what that part out for
1: the international release. Dean! <laughs> anyway, uh We don't like ghosts. So their initial or su- weather machines. So their initial suspicion is, of course, the president.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My guess. So. Sir President, are
1: you suggesting we
0: put tornadoes on the moon?
1: <laughs> is this like the we President Goku thing or something? Like <laughs>
0: I don't give a hot gay fuck what Congress wants.
1: Freeze Afghanistan, <laughs> dude. So, uh, here's the thing, though. It's like, you know it can't be the president, because if it was a president, surely they would have given him, like, an iota of screen time before this point. Maybe, like, more than three lines in the situation room where every single one of his cabinet talks over him. <laughs>
0: He really gets cocked by all these cabinet members. It's really embarrassing. Not a good look. for a Now, friend. we have
1: an emergency situation, emergency action scene, Parker. You need an action scene every once in a while to keep up the attention.
0: Yeah, you got to keep the pace on this movie that dares to be an hour forty-five. Yeah.
1: So uh, there's a bunch of satellites that are fucked up, and they're uh, kill <laughs> all the umbrella corporation. Yeah, satellites. yeah and they're uh, killing people on mass. Uh, it's kind of a it. lot of people being gruesomely killed. So a lot of people just yeah, dying horribly. We will talk about like, that in a bit. Alright, back to back to Dutch Boy. Yeah. Don't worry so about So Jake Lawson's the... key critical idea is to fucking ram them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like down on Earth, they're gonna have to do mass graves. There's simply no room to bury all these dead people.
1: And we're talking about ram. Yeah, he's just this is the <laughs> so brilliant just... scientist who loves his creation so much that he's talking about getting additional like Uh, bearing joints and like whatever like innocuous hallways and as soon as he first steps onto the thing and his first reaction is oh yeah we'll just ram like a half dozen of these satellites and blow them the fuck up against our own hull great idea guys (laughs) that's
0: his immediate go to is like we just gotta send this thing straight to hell it's the only way Uh, someone's hacking it well let's blow this motherfucker up with everyone on board So
1: who says no (laughs) They realize Ed Harris tries to kill the brother. and Ed Harris plays the Secretary of State, by the way. That's going to come up later. And uh, the brother realizes the the president, he's going to have to kidnap the president. So, Parker, I want you to, want you to listen to where we are in the movie. If anyone oh, is, like, confused by how we're describing the narrative, I know maybe we're not doing the best job. Listen to this. All right. They're going to kidnap the President of the United States because the International Mm -hmm. Environmental Space Station is killing everyone and also going to explode. Any questions?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really love that Ed Harris now is at this age where like every three months he just shows up on set, either puts on like a very nice fitting suit or a military commander outfit, and he just goes, You're out of your goddamn mind, or... Don't forget what you're here for, Lieutenant. <laughs> and then he collects a paycheck and leaves. And you know what? That's good for him.
1: I, appreciate I mean, he knows that. his role. I mean, is he, is anyone going to do he it just, better?
0: Like, I imagine he just keeps like a three-piece suit and then just like a Navy Admiral's uniform just in dry cleaning bags in his trunk and just drives up to sets like, Hey, I see a couple guys in camouflage over there. Y'all, y'all need a salty general that might not have their best intentions at do, heart.
1: <laughs> do you think he does voice auditions in like a Navy commander's uh, uniform? <laughs>
0: just FaceTimes and wearing one. Oh, look, uh, it's already fitted. I guess I could
1: just show up. Yeah, there. I got my uh, dress whites on for Toy Story 5. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about the death and destruction of this movie. Like, I'm not against it, oh you God. know, but...
0: It is a thousand nine yeah, eleven. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. It's like, maybe it's the fact that... Our own president of the United States said up to 240,000 people could be killed by this, and most people are saying that's probably conservative. Uh, so up to, yeah, fucking wishbone, yeah. It's so fine. here's
0: we had a guy who was tweaked out of his mind who kept going up to people saying he doesn't believe in the virus. Yeah, I've had a day, Christopher.
1: <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, I, the reason I bring this up is I feel like more people are killed in this movie than there were in Batman v Superman.
0: More people were killed in this than when fucking God flooded the (laughs) earth in the Old Testament. This is a biblical (laughs) murder all over the globe. And And then we just focus in... On the president getting in a limousine, no, well, with the guy from the movie Twenty One, <laughs> where they count cards. No, I
1: wanna, I wanna get. There's more to it than that because they're not just being killed; they're being maimed. There are a bunch of people who are frozen to death. Remember the people in Moscow in the snow? They just get melted by the satellite <clears throat> laser that they have.
0: But the guys in Afghanistan, they just get ice Pompeii. Yeah. And that guy, like, touches his hand and it just falls off entirely. It's
1: fucking eerie, too. That's, like, a halfway decent scene. And, like, every... You
0: know I love a montage of extreme weather.
1: Yeah, there's, like, the pipes bursting in Hong Kong and all those people. It's, like, I mean...
0: It looks like Ghidorah is about to land in Hong Kong. Like, like this movie is pretty bad, but, like... That's 120 million dollars, and there's a bunch of beautiful montages. It, of, it looks good, but Jesus, so many people are dying. Taking back her you expect
1: country. me to focus on the? We'll get to the Return of the Jedi ending there, but uh, it's so good. <laughs> we have a scene where uh, they they do in fact kidnap the president of the United States. Uh, they put him into a car. They explain the whole situation to him, and he just buys it. And uh, anyway, <laughs> the the badass secret service agent. Uh, Shoot some people they are like, wow, marry her. Yeah, guys really like it when girls use guns to...
0: Yo, this girl's a babe, and she can shoot a gun? Oh,
1: fuck, dude. This is, this is the most, like... Remember the man show or the guy show or whatever that was? <laughs> that, that would have been, like, yo, babe of the week right here. swing.
0: I don't know if girls jumping
1: on trampolines. Yeah. That's... Oh. Fuck. Yeah, that's
0: that's maybe the 2000s were a mistake. Maybe we shouldn't go
1: yeah, back. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. Marry her. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this movie needs more quips, baby. Exactly. So here's the thing. We get a scene. I want to talk about this scene. We get Secretary of State Ed Harris pulling a bazooka out of the trunk of the car, <laughs> saying, "I will be the next President of the United States. Fire at will."
0: <laughs> this is all happening the background it's storming it looks like Thor is yeah lightning there's in the lightning background. there's just lightning every 20 feet it's absurd like the world is about to just not exist And he hands a man a bazooka to bazooka the president so he can become president over
1: he's he's M. Bison like what is this fucking it is pre- very much the prequel to Metal Wolf Chaos
0: it truly is <laughs>
1: So anyway, there's a, there's a couple of fake out endings. Uh, they are able to kidnap, uh, not able, they're able to stop, apprehend, uh, Secretary <laughs> of State Ed sorry, Harris, but, who, who says, like, Ed
0: Harris just reveals 85 minutes into this movie that his point is basically, I want to get rid of all those brown and Chinese people, you know, if this world can finally start running better. And you're like, fucking what? And then he pulls out a bazooka.
1: He says, before this country turned into a bank, I think he was concerned about the debt ceiling, Parker. And it's about time someone was.
0: (laughs) He just, he looks out there. You see Godzilla rising and just crushing cities. He sees lanes opening up on the freeway, baby. (laughs) Visible hand of the Dutch boy free market.
1: Yeah, there go all our creditors. But like I said, we're keeping the good parts. Like, uh... Greenland.
0: So, this is what libertarians actually.
1: Yeah, exactly, they believe in the Dutch boy. Anyway, he gets punched in the face. So is coronavirus Dutch boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, in order to stop the uh, the their own satellite from just killing everybody, they need the president's biometric data, which gets uploaded as a password to Jake Lawson, who runs through his own self-destructing uh, satellite. Uh, which, actually, decent explanation. They were, they were like, why did you build a self-destruct sequence to a satellite? It's like, in case it fell to Earth. I'm like, not a bad explanation. Have
0: you ever seen a movie before? Yeah. Like That,
1: that does movie. sound like something that's like, what if that happens? You know what? That's a good failsafe. We'll just blow up everyone inside. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so... Good news, everyone! We're going to save the Earth! Yeah, so... Uh, Don't ask how. Yeah. Make peace So everyone yourself. is able to uh, get out of there, including ominous French guys. And uh, Jake Lassa stays on board and so does secretly does a uh, German lady with an Indian accent. And uh, he puts in the data and he's like, well, that's it. We're going to die. Then he's like, wait, do you believe in a Hail Mary? And uh, I was just like, oh, the prayer. Well, I don't know if this is the right time to be speaking to God, but is there ever a wrong time? And then he's like, oh, mean like a football player.
0: Hey, you foreigners like American football, right? Yeah. Not that gay shit where you kick. <laughs> it's me, American Gerard Butler.
1: So he gets into a satellite. He kicks out R2-D2 and C-3PO first. And he gets on there and he rockets <laughs> God, down to Earth. Wrong. Much like Carl L. himself from a comic book movie. And uh, he lands I and is. I guess he's safe. I don't know. Fucking whatever. And he beats, Sase beats, and the secret service agent, and his brother, and the president, who gives him a thumbs up. And then the
0: this. Ewoks drum on the Stormtrooper yeah. helmets. Everyone <laughs> is, glist- is
1: so happy. You saved the day. That was so brave of you. Millions are dead. Millions are made, are burned a, like alive, said, are like... crushed, are sh- their their bodies have been turned into soup.
0: You're, sac- you're making meat pyramids and lighting them on fire. <laughs> you do not have the room to bury this dead. Like The country... There's a pre-Geostorm and post-Geostorm for this world now.
1: Yeah, the- people are referring to the pre-Geostorm era as the oldie times. <laughs> the before times <laughs> and the long, long ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Gregorian calendar is starting over at year zero because like, a biblical plague has hit the earth. By the way... The funniest part of this movie, even funnier than his fucking dad took his fishing thing, is when they hack it successfully and the little meter that says Geostorm print warning goes down to 0% and then they all start cheering. (laughs) What a fucking great movie. Yeah, just. Dean Devlin, you did it again. Truly, the king Midas. Of I
1: mean, films. if we had any way to summarize this movie, I would say science in heavy quotation marks, space uh, in would... heavier quotation marks, and weather in the biggest quotation marks possible.
0: I would say good, because that's what it is. <laughs> it's a good movie, folks.
1: And I think the the most important part about all of this is that uh, Parker, were you listening when they said how long uh, Dutch Boy had been in uh, had been in the air? I I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if it took three years for it to just be up there running, imagine how long it took for them to make. They blew up the Dutch boy at the end of the movie. They're going to need another Dutch boy. Chris, I have a question for you. Let's hear it.
0: How did Bigfoot stay alive on Dutch boy for three years? (laughs) 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 That's the tea, sis.